All right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm here with former WWE, uh, TNA, and WCW head writer Vince Russo and former WWE and TNA star Matt Morgan. What's up, guys? How's it going? So uh, we've got Clash of the Champions tonight. Um, pretty much pay-per-views now every every other week. Uh, I'll start with you, Matt. Overall thoughts? What were your thoughts on tonight's pay-per-view? Um, I was excited for the main event. Um, that, that was my biggest draw to tonight's show. Um, everything else on it, is, I felt I'd rather be doing something else. Vince? Well, you know, Raj, I got to tell you, maybe because I'm actively writing again and I'm, you know, it's reminding me of really what it took to write a wrestling show. Bro, I guess the best way I could put it, like there was so much illogic in this show and so many illogical things that could only happen in the world of wrestling. And the reason I say that is because with the thousands of wrestling shows I've sat down to write, you know when something is illogical and you at least try to make it logical you you at least make an attempt to make it logical there was so much logic in this show literally either vince mcmahon is like suffering from dementia these days or like they just don't care because obviously the fan the the, this is awesome crowd you deserve a crowd will accept anything but for normal people like myself and, and Matt, there's so many things that are so illogical. I don't know how they think any casual fan can enjoy a show like this anymore. It does feel like they're catering more and more to their hardcore base, and they're not really trying to bring in uh, new fans. Like They're not presenting a product that you can have someone who doesn't really watch wrestling watch and, and, and get into it. Um, Let's start off with the pre-show. You had Nia Jax uh, wrestling Alicia Fox. Uh, pretty much what you'd expect. Nia Jax pretty much destroyed Alicia mm-hmm. Fox. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, this match was uh, uh, not that good. Uh, Nia at one point had her in this uh, neck crank for what felt like like felt like twenty minutes. Um, but Fox didn't look bad when she was on offense. But Nia uh, definitely needs some work. Uh, Matt, did you get a chance to check out this match? It was too long. Nia is still at a point where these matches do not need to be that long. You know, I know this was supposed to be the first, you know, they laid the foundation with her squash matches, right? And now this was supposed to be step one in her steady, hopefully very slow rise to doing whatever they're about to do with her, right? So this was the first step, obviously, but uh, it didn't need to go that long. You know, it needed to be short and sweet. And she needs a new costume. Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> and new music uh vince yeah i i don't watch the pre-show raj i mean i you know three hours is enough for me man so i usually don't turn on the pay-per-view till it starts to be honest with you <laughs> uh you got company behind you vince um so then <laughs> your dog was back there but uh so we after that we went to the the main card the the main show uh it's opened with new day versus uh doc gallows uh luke gallows and carl anderson uh, Gallows and Anderson took most of the match. Uh, the finish saw the ref distracted, and the baby faces used outside interference to win after Xavier Woods, who wasn't in the match, hit Gallows with Francesca. Um, Vince, uh, since, since you watched this one, uh, what did you think of this? 
Wow, man, I got to tell you, Raj, as I'm watching this, it's looking to me like, okay, they're going to do the right thing here. Because as you said, Anderson and Gallows were strong at the beginning of the match, and they really looked good. And I'm sitting here saying, oh, super. They're going to give these guys an mm-hmm. impressive victory. The way they laid the match, match out early really worked. They're going to give these guys an impressive victory, put the belts on them, and start over with Anderson and Gallows. That, yeah. That's what I'm thinking when I watch it. Of course, they go the absolute other way, and this is where I scratch my head. I, I don't care that the babyface is cheated to win. That, that doesn't bother me. I mean, I don't care about that. But the fact of the matter is the WWE is convinced that New Day is over. They, they think New Day's over huge. So if you think New Day is over huge, then a loss here to Gallows and Anderson, you know, when, when they're dominant on this night, how is that possibly going to hurt New Day? Mm-hmm. I think Anderson and Gallows needed an impressive victory here more yeah. than ever, and yeah. they did not get it. Now, 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 unless they beat New Day tomorrow, if there's a rematch, and they beat New Day tomorrow and get the belts on, on Raw. Where do you go with this team? I mean, all the hellabaloo, they came in from Japan. They're this, they're that, they're great, they're this, they're that, and they're losing to a bunch of imbeciles who wear unicorn horns. Yeah. I, ju- I don't get it, man. Matt, do you get it? Not one bit. Um, and let, let's, as a writer, Vince, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sure it stuck out to you um, amongst a litany of other things that stuck out here, but I'm sure also it stuck out to you. This is the first match of the night. And we're using outside interference. We're using all this other crap right off the bat. Like, what happened to, you know, saving that for the more important matches that may need it a little bit more, making it mean more. Um, but besides that, they've been doing this slow, steady thing with uh, – not slow and steady, I'm sorry, fast and quick, that these two guys are ass kickers, right? They, they try to rewrite them a little bit and, stop, and back away from the comedy and then insert some – badassness if you will with these two characters and that's what they do the best and they did it really well over the last few weeks on on raw and then they here's the here's their moment here's their here's their apex of that 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 new build of of them being badasses and they're owning the match and i was right with you going oh this is great you know in the back of my head i'm going wait a minute you know it might be too good to be true you know they're they're known for their 50 50 crap um, you know, they're, they're, maybe they're taking too much of the match. I could see them saying, well, we gave them the, the whole entire match. What else do they want? You know, and what else do we want? We want you guys to the, the new day does not need those titles. I've never seen a tag team or an act not need a title more than these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they're walking cartoon characters. They don't need it. They're, 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 they're entertaining. They're whatever you want to call them. They don't need these titles. Gallows and Anderson needed this win more than anybody on this card tonight. I thought. And, and, and Raj, um, uh, Matt pointed out something very, 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 very important, and I'm glad that he did. You know, Raj, there were four instances tonight in four of the matches where outside interference played a big role. But out of four matches, only in one of them do they decide to send the person back. 
that, that that's what I mean about being <laughs> totally freaking illogical. Because yes. the the Lana thing works for their finish, so that's the excuse. Oh, Rusev lost because you know right. Lana got sent to the back. Right. Meanwhile, Dana interfered in the match. The the, the illegal guy with New Day interfered in the match. Yes. Jericho I- I interfered in the match. That's what I'm talking about. Like they, they they come up with these finishes that are convenient for them because they're lazy and they don't know how to think and come up with something that makes sense. So there's four outside interferences, and only one time does somebody get sent back. That's exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I agree. And I, th- I thought for sure and that Dana I, that Dana Brooke was going to get sent back, and, and, and they didn't do that. Um, I, I mean, Vince, to your point earlier, I agree. I just don't know where you go with the New Day now because you have, like, no other tag teams on Raw. <laughs> it's not like people are clamoring to see the Shining Stars well, you know, uh, you know, you know Raj, this, this, this is where I always give them the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know why I do. I try to be nice, and I'm like, Stop. okay, yeah, they'll, have a, they'll have a rematch tomorrow, and Anderson and Gallows will win the belts on Raw. It won't mean anything. This was their chance. Tomorrow, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a part in church. Yeah. Do we lose Matt? Matt, you there? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, Matt, sorry, you froze up for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I, I just said, even if tomorrow, let's say Gallows and them go over and they win the title, it's too late. It's too late. You showed they showed their ass too early, and what the, the company thinks of them too early. Yeah, they've already been kind of relegated to uh, not being serious threats now. I feel like, especially with this loss. So. <laughs> I just don't, yeah, I, I just don't know where you go with them. I, I mean, I kind of figured New Day was winning just because they, you know, Gallows and Anderson did beat uh, Xavier and Kofi a couple weeks ago on Raw clean, but. But isn't that horrible? That's know. horrible that, that that you put that together. You should, as a fan should not be putting that together, and yet you are. You see <laughs> it, what I'm saying? It's that same formula. It's been yeah been using it forever, and it doesn't change. And and they're sticking with it. You know, they're sticking yeah. with their formula and way of doing things. It's clear they're not going to, they're not going to change their ways, and. Ratings are hitting their all-time lows, and and they're sticking with it. Um, we had a backstage promo with uh, WWE Cruiserweight Champion TJ Perkins. Man, this guy, uh, obviously great in the ring, but this promo was uh, was weak to say the least. Uh, you can see why he didn't do too many promos in TNA. He's not, um, he had like a Game Boy '80s video game entrance, uh, which is, it's different, but just doesn't scream like top star. You know, it, oh, God, no. and uh, it, 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 the most impressive thing to me was they changed the color of the ring ropes. Do you guys notice that? No. They changed the ring ropes. So they had purple ring ropes during this match. So I guess like uh, they replaced the ring ropes between the segments just for this match. And in the ass. It back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, this this match, I feel like if you're, you're going to have a cruiserweight division. It should be something different. And most of this match was just a typical regular WWE style match. Um, there were, you know, a couple cool moves here and there, but uh, nothing really uh, that really should have st- stood out like uh, that you would expect with the cruiserweight division, like, mm. like you had on the cruiserweight classic show. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this? I'm sure Vince will agree will agree with this to a degree. Like we both know Brian Kendrick, and I both were. I guarantee you, Vince was like me, he's ecstatic for Brian. You know, getting a new lease on life and get a new opportunity to make some good money, I'm hoping. Um, dude busts his ass. He He's one of the very few cruiserweights I've worked that actually gets the whole idea of wanting to be a character first before the moves second. Um, but other than that, I, you know, we're talking about a personal, be personally watching this match, or personally rooting for a friend. That's not what you're asking me. Um, the match itself was what it was. It was a stunt show. It's 
flip flop fly. Um, you know, just go guys to go do do all your stunts, get all your shit in, and uh, we'll call that our cruiserweight division. Uh, Vince. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Raj, and he 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 is where Vince Russo gets the heat, and that I don't care because I I'm not gonna freaking come on here and lie, but I'm a huge Brian uh, uh, Kendrick fan, huge, huge. Not only as a wrestler, yeah, as a person, I really enjoyed working with this guy, and I knew he was special. I loved 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 work with him. I'm a huge fan of his, but I gotta tell you, man, when PJ, what's it, Pete, what is uh, TJ TJ Perkins, TJ Perkins, like comes walking down the ramp and not not only is he like in the wwe not only is he on a pay-per-view he's one of their champions and literally the, the guy looks like a high school senior yeah. and then when you put that with Sami Zayn coming down and kevin owens coming down i just i can't believe look at look at matt morgan look at look at freaking matt this is what wrestling used to look like right here what we're looking at now, now a guy is a champion on their show that yeah. literally like looks like he he was in Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I, I, I just I, when when did the bar drop so freaking low, Matt? Matt, let me ask you a question. You are a professional wrestler by trade, Matt. By trade, I'm asking you an honest question, Matt. How do you feel now, basically, that anybody can become a professional wrestler? Anybody can, bro. Right. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you're if you're special. It right. doesn't matter if you can't cut a promo. Anybody can be a wrestler. Yeah. How does that make you feel? That I didn't have to work as hard. That apparently I could. You know what I mean? I could. I didn't need to be seven feet. I could have been five two, uh, 135 pounds, and average look less than average looking, um, less than average looking than our fans. And still get an opportunity. And I understand talent is talent, and people argue that to their blue in the face. I get that. You still have to look like one of two things when you walk down that ramp because you have those three seconds to suck the fans in, whether they click the channel or not. And those two things are you better look like a freaking athlete or you better look like an ass kicker. One of the two. And that is not what I get when I watch that. Yeah. I mean, you hear the argument that I don't even think they've had sex when I see these guys. That's the first thing that pops in my head. I go, are these dudes still virgins? I shouldn't yeah, be thinking that. I, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, Raj, like I always, I worked very closely and I had a very long run with Shawn Michaels. Okay. Shawn Michaels was not the biggest guy in the world, but I could, let me tell you something. When Shawn Michaels got in the face of the Undertaker and told the Undertaker he was going to kick his ass, you believed Shawn Michaels. Right. You it's like Roddy Piper. Yeah, you believed yes. these guys. I just, I anybody can become a freaking wrestler in 2016. Anybody. Yeah, you hear the argument that the crowd has changed and 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 they don't really care about that anymore. But you just got to wonder if these kind of characters are bringing in new fans, like someone that doesn't watch wrestling, right. would they be impressed and be like, "This is somebody I want to keep watching." Now, Brian. And Kendrick, I'll, I'll, I, I think it was a big mistake to have him in this match because he's clearly the most charismatic guy in that division. So that seems like you would want to wait to build to that since he's the top heel. You do a throwaway match tonight just to kind of introduce the cruiserweight division, uh, yeah. and then you go go to Kendrick down the road. Um, but instead, you had you know Kendrick beat here, and uh, and yeah, I, I just we'll have to see it. it uh, I wasn't very impressed. It was a good match, but it just didn't stand out uh, for something that 
for a division that should right. be uh, very different. Uh, they aired this cool WWE 2K17 promo. That was the best uh, part of the show. That was, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was absolutely awesome. Yes. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, and then I, it went to the, what I thought was the best match of the show, but the ending uh, was kind of weak. Uh, well, first, you had a backstage promo with Cesaro. Vince, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, Cesaro said he was about to make the biggest comeback in sports entertainment history. Now, no one believes that line. You know, a, a viewer watching, it just makes Cesaro look like a dork when he says it. As yeah. a writer, you know, is that something that, I don't know. What were your thoughts on that program? Well, that's, that's, I talk about this all the time, Raj, protecting the talent. Like, Br- Bret Hart taught me this when I was just a, a magazine writer. Bret Hart taught me this. Bret Hart basically taught me when he knows he's going over in a match, he'll basically say he's going over in promos. He'll, he'll say he's going to win the match. When he knows he's doing the job, he would never say he was going to win. Because Brett said, I'm a baby face. I'll lose credibility. I freaking learned that my first six months in the business. Here you got a guy, Cesaro, that's the baby face, and not winning the match. He's not winning the match. So if you're, if you're writing his promo, how can you have the guy say that when you no, he's not winning his match because the baby face just lied to you and let you down. That's what I mean about protecting the freaking talent. You can't allow that to happen. And what they teach us that, like even when I was in OVW, and I'm sure in NXT, they're definitely teaching them this. Is you're taught that in your promo, your promo class is don't exactly don't do exactly that. You know, if you you know don't, don't overpromise and underdeliver as baby face. You, you can't do it. You lose credibility. Yeah. And so we went to, we went to the match. Uh, I thought, I mean, this was a really physical match. These guys were beating the crap out of each other. Cesaro did this insane uh, suicide dive that looked like he was three inches away from killing himself. Um, Cause he was. That, yeah, that was, I mean, that was just, uh, that was frightening. Um, I mean, I understand putting out all the stops on pay-per-view, but that was just insane and, and dangerous. Um, you know, you had this is awesome chance, uh, <laughs> like into a bunch of matches on the show. Um, and then you end with a no contest. Uh, I think Glenn predicted this ending on Raw that they'd go to a no contest and then go after the tag team titles. Um, <sighs> we said that in joking, we said that partially <laughs> joking. Yeah. You want this thing to end, and they stole the idea. Yeah, well, you know what would suck is now they come up with another best of seven series oh, to finally please. come no, up with the, no, the ultimate no, winner. No, uh, I'm quitting if they do that. <laughs> uh, Vince, Vince what do you think? No, I just, you know, listen, I could understand what they were trying to get in a finish. Like, I don't agree with it, but I know what they were trying to get at. But the problem I had with it was, you know, we saw a spot we've seen a million times before. You know, two guys going over the barricade like we've like that. Somebody wasn't killed on that spot. And I mean, for the for that spot to be the spot where these two guys can't continue. I was like, crap, man. Like, I mean, I I know what they were trying to accomplish, but I don't think that was the spot to accomplish it with. Yeah, Yeah, you guys kind of did that similar ending uh, back in the day with Mankind and Rock where they where they knocked each other out with chairs. You remember that? And it was a, a no contest. No, I, I, like I said, I don't have I a do. problem with, I don't have a problem with the no contest. You're I right. just have a problem with what caused the no, the contest. no contest. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what were your thoughts? Just uh, every single one of these matches have been hard hitting. You know what I mean? These two are some, especially Seamus, very physical, but it gets old. You know, if I take a, 
I don't know, a cannon out and I shoot it every two seconds, you know what I mean? After 20 seconds, it's going to get old. Um, there's nothing they could have done to add any new wrinkle in this. They've done such a disservice to both of these talents. Cesaro was a guy that was on the incline, and I don't know what they thought they're doing by putting them in this angle with him. Um, they need fresh baby faces. This was their opportunity with the brand you know, split, and this is the best you've got for them? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I threw out there exactly what Matt said, Raj. You know, like, okay, bro, they went seven matches. And I'm sure it's going to continue now on Raw, whether it's a two-hour three or no time limit, whatever the case is. But here's what you here's what I look at as a writer. With all the time they spent in this series, did anybody get elevated? Oh, God, no. Nobody got right, down. Matt. Matt, they're they at the same down. exact place they were when they, when they began Cesar- this two months ago. Cesaro is a half a step below in my opinion because coming into the draft he cut a one hell of a world beater promo of being disrespected it was kind of a shoot promo whatever at least he was he was on the incline people were thinking he's gonna get a good push now because of split the brand being split him having more opportunities and then they give him this right out of the gate yeah and that's the thing yeah every promo i mean every program is supposed to get both guys over i'll I'll take Mm. one if you can get one guy over i'll take it I don't yeah. know. I don't know who was elevated in this last seven or eight weeks of matches. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, up next, we had Chris Jericho against Sami Zayn. Uh, Jericho <laughs> walk into the ring like he's kind of he's got this uh, this swagger now, like he's a, a snooty wine critic. Uh, <laughs> the crowd, uh, the crowd was hot for this match. Uh, Jericho won clean with the code breaker. I was, was kind of surprised uh, with Me that too. ending. Uh, Matt, what would you think? Me, me as well. Uh, I took the words out of my mouth. I, I thought uh, this was a great opportunity for Zayn. Um, say what you want about what you guys think of him. Uh, you know, physically, we could talk about that all day. He looks like somebody that's somewhat average. I get that, but he's put. He's supposed to be in the spot of, of an up, you know, an up and coming babyface. Not not a rookie babyface, but a babyface that's supposed to be elevated to the next level. And this match should have done that, and it did as far as the match itself goes. He hung with Chris Jericho. He was very impressive in what he did in, in that match, but he didn't win. And I know wins and losses, we try to say, are they really that important? For this kid and this opportunity, I thought it was important. Um, and this was his moment. And Jericho does not – Jericho's the guy I used to always use as an example that could lose, you know, him and Kurt Angle. They can lose a million matches, and they can come out the next night and get their heat back because they're so friggin' over. You know, they know how to work the crowd. They know how to get their steam back. They don't lose any credibility losing to anybody because they're that good. Vince? You know, my gut feeling is, Raj, you know, like having worked with Vince, and, and listen, I worked with 55-year-old Vince, not 71-year-old Vince, so there's a great difference, but I know the fundamental Vince. I kind of get the feeling like Vince like had to really, really, really be sold on Kevin Owens, and like Triple H really sold him on Kevin Owens, but I almost feel like Triple H couldn't go to that well twice like with Sami Zayn and like I, I just knowing Vince, I, I I don't think Vince will ever see anything in Sami Zayn. I, I, I didn't think Vince would have ever seen anything in Kevin Owens, to be honest with you. But at least Kevin Owens is a he is entertaining. You know, I mean, he 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 is entertaining. He's good at what he does. But like I said, I think Hunter really had to convince Vince about Kevin Owens. And I don't think he fought that fight for Sami Zayn because it's almost like he knew he was going to lose. That's 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 kind of the feeling I get. 
it. I don't I don't ever see Zami saying, you know, you know, getting a higher spot on the roster than he is right now. I don't personally. Yeah, well, the original plan um, when before Finn Balor got injured was Finn Balor to be facing Kevin Owens, and then at the next pay per view is going to be Balor, Owens, and Jericho. So maybe they still are putting Jericho uh, in a triple threat at the next pay per view, and if so, I, I get it makes sense that Jericho uh, went over here. Um, they had a backstage promo with Kevin Owens, Mick Foley, and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, good promo by Owens. He called Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins, a mistake. Um, they had this weird shot where I don't I don't know if you guys noticed it, but he just had like all this uh, I don't know, these stretch marks or something under his arm that was driving me nuts. Owens did. Yeah, uh, it was just a weird angle that they they need to shoot him from the other side, I think, or have yep. him in a longer t-shirt. But uh, uh, what do you guys think of this promo? Uh, good catch on the stretch marks in the ring too. You'll see that as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it in the ring a couple he, times. He, He's heavy set. Anytime somebody's heavy set like that and loses a lot of weight pretty quickly, they're going to have that. But again, that's people's argument that he shouldn't, you know what I mean? Being a spotty, this, I might get into that. It's a whole can of worms. Um, but promo's great. Great promo. I love, he's one of my favorite guys to, to watch, honestly, for what it's worth and listen to. I think it's a good promo. Uh, Vince, what are your thoughts on uh, Kevin Owens headlining this pay per view? It's his first pay per view that he's ever headlined. You know, so, so, where to call these pay per views when they're they're, they're not available they're on pay per view? Yeah, but. they're not. But so, somebody said, like, what somebody tweeted out, and I didn't tweet it out because I would have got crucified for it. But I felt the same exact way. Somebody tweeted out, "I'm watching Kevin Steen against Tyler Black," and and to me, that that's what it felt like to me. And I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, Raj, you know, when, when you talk about being a star, you're talking about who would you pay money to see that, that that's really what it all comes down to. Who would you pay money to see me as a casual wrestling fan? I would not pay money to see either one of these guys. I want to see wrestlers. I want to see superstars. I want to see larger than life figures. These guys are two good wrestlers. So that, I mean, that's my opinion. Some people will pay money to see these guys. I'm watching Kevin Steen against Tyler Black. I'm, and that, that is never going to change for me. Um, we went to the women's title match, Charlotte uh, defending against Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, I thought they worked really hard. It was, uh, I thought it was a pretty, uh, pre- I thought it was an above average match. Um, Charlotte won the match fairly clean after pinning Bailey. Uh, it's fairly clean, but Dana did inter- interfere on Charlotte's behalf a couple of times. I, I just feel like I've just seen this match so many times in in in, yeah. in some form. Uh, and Bailey, she's been beaten now three times, uh, yeah. three weeks in a row straight. Uh, Vince, what, what are your thoughts on Bailey and and this match? Well, you want to know something interesting, Raj? Like with uh, you know with working with Rocky Mountain Pro now. One one thing I'm really trying to do, Raj, because I'm really trying to get back to logic and back to basics. And one thing I'm really trying to concentrate on is keeping the match in the ring. The whole object of wrestling is to pin your opponent in the center of the ring, one, two, three. So every time you go to the outside of the ring, you are totally going against what the object of the match is. You've got to pin your opponent in the ring, one, two, three to beat them. 
WWE has gone so far away from that, it's not even funny. But here's something else I want to point out to you, Raj. That's lazy booking that, in my opinion, should have been changed a long time ago. But it doesn't because everybody wants to lay out the match the same way it's been laid out for the last 50 years. And nobody wants to have to think about it. Let me ask you a question, Raj. Just because it's a three-way match, why is it a no-DQ match? (laughs) <laughs> why, why, why is it a no DQ? You know why it's a no DQ match? So the one person can constantly be on the outside when the other two people are in the ring fighting because they don't know how to lay out a three-way match with all three people involved all the time. There's no reason in the world why a every three-way match should be a no DQ. And if it's going to be a no DQ... Are, 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 are Sasha and Bailey that dumb that they're not going to bring somebody into the ring with them to count the Dana? Yeah, and why doesn't Dana just stay in the ring if it's no DQ? Why is she getting out? Why does she just stay in the ring? But see, this is what you're right. This is what I'm freaking talking about, bro. How how can they expect anybody with half a brain to just overlook all this stuff and say, well, it's wrestling? That's the problem, man. That's the problem. Casual fans say, well, it's wrestling. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So we're just not going to watch it anymore. Boom. Done. Matt? Um, the match itself, you're asking, or the whole? Um, the, it, it's a little bit what you said. We, we've seen this already. But um, I just want to talk about how this it's more. Bailey, one of the most organic newcomers over on her own accord, on her own whatever you want to call it, that it factor that she's got, because she does, and she's a great sympathetic character. I don't even know what you want to call it, but she's got it in spades. And they're just completely dumping on her, you know? And uh, this was a way to have Sasha lose without taking the pin. You know, the, the, their, their former champ that got injured and had to drop the title just a month ago. You know, um, Bailey's not the one you use for that. That's Dana Brooke. That's anybody else but her. You know, you know what it is, Matt, and we've said this before, Raj. Raj, I'm telling you, it's the kiss of death for the, for any any talent. If they have young, talented people, 22, 23 years old, they do not have the creative capacity to keep those young people over. Look at poor freaking Paige. I I said it when I saw Paige. I said the problem with Paige is. Her talent far exceeds the people that are writing for her. That's going to be a problem. It's ba- There's no reason why Bailey could not be the female version of John Cena. There's no reason in the world. It's a curse. She's young. She's talented. And they're not good enough from a creative level to live up to her potential. So their writing and their creative brings her down all of a sudden bailey's not going to mean anything just like they killed page it's it's a kiss of death if you're young and you're on that roster they're not going to get you over they're not going to keep you over bray wyatt as well yeah yeah uh next up we had rusev and roman reigns but before we get to that we got to talk about ddp yoga ddp yoga has changed countless lives and even uh, many of the past and current roster benefited immensely from it. You just look at Mick Foley and how he looks. Chris Jericho is on the show tonight, 45 years old and still going strong. 
Uh, they all swear by it, and DDP has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android devices. So you have no excuse because you can take it anywhere. Uh, the cool thing with the new app is that you can track more than just DDP Yoga workouts. By connecting it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, you can track your calories and heart rate in real time, uh, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP Yoga mat, or even while mowing the lawn. Uh, all the fitness tracking features, including uh, pain tracking measurements, uh, progress photos, and much more are completely free in the app. So definitely check that out. DDP Yoga Now subscribers won't get tired of doing the same workouts over again because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. Uh, DDP even hosts his own cooking show on the app, uh, which shows you how to make healthy food taste amazing. Matt, I know you are friends with uh, tons of wrestlers. Uh, you know a lot of guys that use DDP Yoga, right? You know who I was impressed with? James Storm, um, Cowboy James Storm. Booty, we'll walk around wearing these booty tight nut hugger type jeans, you know, that, that, that these southern, you know, country guys wear. And he would be even in boots the whole nine. And he'd be able to, when he first started this, he couldn't do any of that stuff, right? And then I'd see him doing a handstand up against the wall, you know, in the most uncomfortable looking clothes I've ever seen in my life. And here's a guy, not, you know, somebody I would consider like loose and limber. And uh, it definitely helped him because he, he was getting injured a lot toward the time I was at TNA. And this definitely helped him. I watched it firsthand. Um, like you said, AJ, there's a million guys. Half the roster was doing it. Yeah. And uh, for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga uh, DVDs for 15% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. So head over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Uh, stop procrastinating, get started now, and let them know that Wrestling Inc. sent you. Uh, all right, we're back to the show. Uh, Rusev and Roman Reigns. Um, I think this match was, I think this was probably the loudest the crowd was the whole night was probably this match. Um, they were dueling Let's Go Roman, Roman sucks chance. Mm -hmm. uh, the finish saw Reigns powering out of the accolade. Uh, Rusev charged at Roman, but Reigns hit a spear for the clean win and winning the WWE US Championship, his first. Uh, Matt, what'd you think? That this is um, this is that half a not half a full step back from the main event picture that he needed that Roman needed to be reset at, but um, I was hoping it was going to be on the heel side of things, you know. Um, he's still getting that you know Cena type of heat on him, but nothing for nothing. In his entrance tonight, you can't deny that every single person in that arena gave their reaction to him, whether good or bad. Literally, that place lit up when he came out. Um, both bad and good, you know. Um, the match, it's, I liked their match better on Raw, quite honestly, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I thought it was better. Um, but again, they've worked so many times already. What do you really do? Um, the finish, the, the, the false finishes in this match were very, very well timed, very well planned. Um, I liked the match. I, I was looking forward to this second most uh, match of the night, for sure, going into this, you know. Uh, Roman winning the title. You know, it, it, it keeps him moving forward, you know, but back at the level he needs to be at, not being completely shoved down their throats. He's still being shoved down their throats, but not to the same degree as he was before. Yeah, if they had done this kind of build with him, I think, yes. to begin with, where they started with yes. the U.S. title and organically got him to the world title level, I think it'd be different. Uh, Vince? 
Yeah, I know. I thought it was a good. I mean, I like Reigns. I don't have no problem saying that. I've always been a supporter of his. I thought it was a good match. I thought both guys really worked really hard. Again, you know, Lana being sent to the back when everybody and their brother were interfering in matches and getting away with it. That didn't make any sense. The only thing, Raj, that I kind of have a little bit of an issue with is, you know, they they've got three titles. You know, they've got the tag titles. They've got the uh, you know the the universal title and they got the U.S. title. No true heel has any one of those titles you know what i mean and and, and i think well, like charlotte it, it, well i know aside from the women yeah. absolutely aside from the women but i i just think man they really need a true heel and i don't know if there's anybody better equipped than rusev especially with that u.s title so that that's that's my only thing. It's like, man, they they need a strong heel. You know, people cheer for 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 uh, uh, Owens. They're split on Reigns. Rusev could really be that heel that people hate, but I don't think taking the title from him helps that. Yeah, but I think. I almost think you needed this for this feud to continue because they've already had a few matches without a title change. Uh, and, and and now, you know, because I, I, I'm sure this feud isn't over and I'm sure that uh, they'll probably be wrestling again at the next pay-per-view. But at least now uh, it, it, it changes a little bit. But um, but yeah, I, I you know, it uh, I, th- I thought I thought the match was good. Like Matt said, I thought their match on Raw was better a few weeks ago, but um, it, it, it got really good at the end. Um, you know, for as much as uh, fans crap on Roman Reigns. Um, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens was the main event, mm-hmm. and the crowd did not react to this match, in my opinion, like it was a main event. Hmm. I felt like they were pretty quiet. Um, they, they, you know, they would come alive for uh, you know the table spot at the end, and, and you know for, uh, Kevin Owens doing the crotch chop. But other than that, I just felt like the crowd wasn't into this match like you would expect for a world title match. Um, Rod, real quick. Yeah. Um, th- th- simple, in my opinion, because Seth Rollins is a brand new baby face and one that didn't have that black and white turn. OK, he had kind of had like a slow, you know what I mean? Like 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 a grayish turn, if you will. It wasn't definitive. Um, and, Ro- and then you have Kevin Owens, who these fans like to cheer. You know, he's impressive for whatever reason they like cheering for him. So I don't necessarily think that's indicative of what the guys did in the ring or their booking as much as it is the timing. Um, I, I'll, I, I'll be honest right now. I'll pay my money to watch this match many a time. I, I like these two working against each other. Yeah, I, you know, I was same thing with the SummerSlam match with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. I was excited for that. I was really excited for this too. But no, I, I just true. felt like I just felt like it kind of under. It just didn't kind of. I just felt like they didn't click uh, like I, I was expecting. Uh, Vince. Well, I got to ask you something, Raj. Was is that because you know, bro, bro? I'm not. I'm not of the camp of there needs to be a baby face and there needs to be a heel. Everybody knows that. I'm not black and white, man. I'm. I'm Mister Gray. But do you think part of that reaction, Raj, was because they like both these guys? That 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 audience likes both these guys. It could be. I. I don't know. I just felt like uh, they just weren't into it. I did when they got toward the end. I didn't. I didn't know who I wanted to like. Every time one guy would be pinned, I was hoping he'd kick out. Yeah, you know, because I'm a fan of both guys. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, the, the only thing to me again, Rods, just the two gaping holes, and this is nothing on the talent. Again, I got to make that clear. Two gaping holes. Number one, you know, Jericho is not sent to the back. 
You know, he's allowed to come out. He is so late in the match and totally F it up. And number two, I, I mean, Raj, how long was the ref down before they sent oh, the gosh. Ref? That yeah. that's what but that's what I'm talking about. It's like, guys, come on, man. A, a new ref should be out there immediately and figure out a logical finish. <laughs> Don't keep the ref down for seven minutes so they could do all these spots and then then oh we better send the new ref out those are those are the things to me that man there's just there's no excuse for that man yeah no i agree i that 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 was uh that was a pretty annoying ref bump he uh really oversold that one it felt like he was out for like 30 minutes um but yeah so this this finish keeps the feud alive i vince do you think that uh this feud is working with rollins and owens I, I I don't think it is because I think the audience they're catering to right now is a fan of both guys. I mean, I really do. I, I think that's why you're not getting the response. And and like Matt said, maybe if they would have painted one, you know, obviously they're trying to make Owens a heel and he's trying to make himself a heel, but they still chant him. It's what Matt said. They kind of just made – made a rounds a quasi baby face maybe if both of their roles were defined a little bit more the match would mean something and maybe as we get deeper into the program it will maybe now owen starts really healing on rollins whatever happens but i i don't think the roles are defined enough to make people take sides and i think that's why you're not going to get the response you're looking for matt uh, that's it right there. Um, you know, um, but real quick about the you know, physically talking about Kevin Owens. I know fans don't want to hear this, but this is the truth. Um, I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan before I say this, you know, this, mm-hmm. um, but he, he, he they got to do something with his, with his body. Cause you guys just brought it up tonight about the stretch marks. You shouldn't be seeing those things in your champion. Okay. I'm not stuck in the nineties. I'm not stuck in the eighties. I'm not stuck in the two thousands. I'm stuck in today. Um, and I'm a fan of his. That said, put him in something where we don't see that crap, you know? And I will say this real quick. When the bell rings, I believe everything Kevin Owens does in that ring, his kicks, his punches, his face, everything, his body language, I believe everything that he does, that, that he does, that he is an ass kicker when it's time to play at, to, to be ass kicker, um, which is very, it's not easy to do. Um, but I'm talking the beginning parts, the, the, the entrances, and the promos and the things like that, because that's what sucks in the, the other viewers that they need to get, the mainstream viewers. It's not once the bell rings. No, no mainstream viewers watching that crap. They're watching the promos. They're watching the entrances. Yeah. Um, all right, so final thoughts of the night. Vince, overall, how would you rate this pay-per-view? Well, you know, again, I mean, Raj, I thought it was an average pay-per-view, you know, and, and I guess a lot of them are going to be average, uh, Raj, because there is one every two weeks. So I guess they're, they're going to be adequate. Um, and it was adequate. You know, the guys work hard like they always do, always, no matter what. It, 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 that's the thing I love about wrestlers, man, the work ethic. They they are going to work hard regardless. But as far as storytelling and, you know, it was, you know, it was an average show in my opinion. Yeah, Matt? Um, slightly below average show with two great uh, last matches. Especially, I love the main event. It is what I, I, I have no problem saying that. I love tonight's main event. Yeah, uh, I thought, I thought it was. It felt like Sunday Night Raw, uh, like 
you know, just a, an, another show. They still haven't fought, you know, how many weeks are we at now? They still haven't followed up on Triple H, um, which I think is just lazy storytelling. Um, but, you know, it's fine for a network special. Uh, if I had paid, uh, it definitely, I don't think this would be worth 50 bucks back in the pay-per-view era. Um, yeah, uh, so tomorrow night we got Raw up against the presidential debate and football. Uh, they're pre- predicting a Super Bowl-level viewership for the presidential debate tomorrow night. Uh, what are you, are you guys going to be watching? What, 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 what is the, what is the football game tomorrow? Is, do you guys know? I think it's, uh, no. the Bears and the Cowboys maybe, or the uh, Falcons. I think it's the Falcons tomorrow night. Falcons and the oh, Cowboys. Okay. I'm just curious to see what that game is. See what the markets are. Let me check. Trump's on. Yeah. Trump's uh, going to be hurting the show that he once bought. Remember, he had, they had that, yep. uh, the Falcons and the Saints tomorrow night. Uh, well, I mean, not 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 too huge markets, but the debates is going to kill everything, so it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with can the- I watch that and report on that instead tomorrow, Ron? <laughs> we, can, we can do both. We can talk politics and, and wrestling tomorrow night. Um, all right. Well, uh, well, thanks, thanks, guys, as always. Vince, uh, tell us a little bit more about Rocky Mountain Pro. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Pro Saturday, man, is our first big TV taping, so we're gearing up for that. And the first show will air on October 9th on the Hunt Channel on Dish TV. Uh, that's Channel 266. Uh, they're taping this Saturday night out here in Denver? Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Raj. What the hell, man? I know. Come I know. You didn't, you didn't even out. hit me up for tickets. <laughs> I know. I'll have to go. Uh, we're we're, we're go in Golden at the uh, Jeffco. Jeffco. Um, ah. Jeffco. That's my old college town. I went to Mines. Oh, okay. Uh, there uh, you go. Yeah. Matt, you got anything you want to plug? Congratulations, Vince. That's a big deal. Oh, Seriously. Thanks, Congrats. Thanks, That's man. pretty thanks, badass. Thanks. Um, not, hit me up on my Twitter and, and Instagram, guys, at BP Matt Morgan. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about, uh, uh, after Raw, my little plug is going to be about uh, Davari and Ken Anderson opening a wrestling school. I'll give you the details tomorrow once they've made their press release that I just spoiled. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Well, have a good one, and we will see you guys tomorrow night. See you guys. See you, Vince. Take care, man. See you, brother. Love you, bro. Love you too, my man. See you, Raj.